Accidental Hope listeners, wanted to let you know that we have launched a Patreon. If you're interested in giving from a joyful heart, please follow Patreon forward slash Accidental Hope, and I would love your support. If this blesses you today, would you mind liking, sharing, following, subscribing, tell a friend, or even leaving a review? Thanks so much. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer, and I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. Today's guest is Jackie Chapman of Joy and Flow. She is a former corporate executive who left that world to pursue her passion, which is writing and speaking and sharing her love of meditation and how that changed her life. So it's it's also, um, what I'm hearing is kind of like, once you realized what you had in this peaceful mindset, now you protect it. So you can be countercultural. You know the value of having that peaceful mind, and so you don't want to entrap yourself or dip your toe back into things that would change that that peaceful mind, right? Well, yeah, and everything that we feed our, our minds, it happens subliminally. And what I realized was we really have to guard our our minds, our hearts and our minds. And just like that verse that you quoted, all those think on these things, right? And mm-hmm. and then the God of peace will be with you. And also just the, the idea of rest. I mean, the world is about stressing and striving and winners and losers and uh, being productive. And the sad thing is that very few people observe the Sabbath. I mean, you know, God rested on the seventh day Mm -hmm. and it's a commandment. It's not, this would be kind of a good thing for you to do. And I think because we don't have that rest, that also adds to that unrest. Mm -hmm. It's true. And even so much, even in the, uh, like with other believers where, you know, when you start to say, you know, we, we can't do that summer league because they have practices on Sundays. I mean, even believers have forgotten to practice this and, and it shows um, because we do need that rest. I, for one, know that after my accident, you know, there there are life lessons that I can see God working. And one of them is I'm very protective of where I put my energy where I, what I invest my energy in, and I'm more protective of rest, where when I can get it, I mean, it may not be completely falling asleep, but I'll know if I've done something and I feel my body shutting down, I know that maybe I need to go lay down. Now I'm starting to see where I can do more without needing as much rest, but that was part of recovery, you know, listening to my body and, um, you know, I can celebrate that I can go and do things without feeling like I've just overdone it for the rest of the week, you know, and I celebrate that because I feel a little bit more normal, whatever that means. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I am protective of making sure that we have time 
to rest, and that that is so important. Um, do you feel like that? What are some roadblocks that people might start to experience when they begin meditation? Is it the busyness? What do you know? What I'm talking about? Like, what would be something that people will have to come against when they're practicing meditation? It's um, well, first, it's it's difficult. That's why they call it practicing meditation. So, I mean, you'll find yourself, and we had touched, you had touched on that. You know, our brains were were meant to think. So, um, you know, you'll find yourself doing your, you know, the email you need to send to someone, or your what you're going to make for dinner, or your laundry list, and it's you just kind of go. And they just back. pop in, and you're yeah. like, no, and you just bring it back to. <laughs> you bring right. it back. I know there's a form of contemplative prayer, which um, again, some Christians think that's I don't know, um, not um, Christian-like, but. I mean, it really is just um, picking a sacred word. The word could be Jesus. The word could be love. And you just sit in, a, find a quiet place and sit um, comfortably mm-hmm. and um, just sit and kind of take, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and then kind of internally, or you can just whisper that word over and over, and then you can try to just sit in silence and when that laundry list pops up you just look at it like it's a a boat going down a stream and you just let it pass Mm. and you bring yourself back to the word and i would set a timer for maybe five minutes just Mm -hmm. five minutes to do that and don't you know don't another um i think a roadblock is i'm doing it wrong or i'm doing you know Mm -hmm. and and there is no doing wrong it's um it's it's what I say too is just you are think of it as just sitting in God's presence. I mean, mm. the greatest gift that we give to someone is our presence. And you know, you probably experience it when people come to coming to see you after what happened. It's like, what words could you really say? I mean, mm-hmm. what could you say to you? And but the ministry of presence that and just holding mm-hmm. your hand, just sitting there and. Mm-hmm just by sitting and giving that time to God and to be in God's presence, then that's another way to kind of look at it too. And it's, it's just even five minutes, you'd be amazed at just what five minutes would be and pick a time like in the morning. So it becomes a habit and maybe start your day like that. I love that you're listening in the morning because it really, it really sets up your day Mm -hmm. to have a peaceful day. It doesn't. It, it help, well, what I've noticed is, um, so I, so probably what, about 10 days, um, I've been going over the Be Still, which um, I'll make sure I provide notes to link Jackie's website. The thing is I'm noticing is that it's easier. So for the, for example, the other day, we've had lots of storms in Texas. I started driving again and I was in a situation and the weather is just getting kind of crazy, the rain, which, you know, I'm already a cautious driver. And then you, you take, um, everything's heightened. My senses are very much heightened. I was able to say, be still. And I would just say it. I would be like, be still, Lord, you go before me, just be still, Jennifer. Everything's going to be fine. I was, I was able to kind of have a point of reference for some positive self-talk. The kids are in the car, the 
rain is coming down, the windshield wipers, and I was able to tell myself, be still, it's going to be okay, you know, and that was really nice, really, really nice, because usually I'm gripping the wheel and looking and overstimulated, and I'm yelling at the kids, guys, please, mommy's driving and the weather's bad, you know, but instead, I kind of made this space in my own little space, and I was able to go quickly to that. And I use that versus choosing a different type of coping, which I thought was really wonderful. So that was such a gift the other day to do that. I love that word space that you use because it does create space. It creates space to breathe. That's what it felt like. I literally felt like I had almost like a little bubble, not a bubble, (laughs) but kind of like a little cloud where my little driver's seat had this space because I still had the kids in the car. Chris wasn't with me. I was driving. The weather just kind of turned very quickly. I mean, but we were able to get home and I felt like that's what I went to. And I've had to do this a couple times, a handful of times since my accident before. And I, you know, turn off the music and I yell at the kids, everybody be quiet. And I'm usually just ripping the steering wheel, you know, sitting up, trying to pay attention. And everything's tense. My whole body is just completely tense. Where when I said be still, it was like I was paying attention, but I wasn't gripped and tense in the same place. Does that make sense? I hope I make sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I I have kind of a funny story about the be still thing because I um, was talking to some pastors because the be still and know that I am God in the Psalms is more about God is our shelter and our refuge. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the be, peace be still in uh, Mark where Jesus was on the, the boat and the waves were whipping up and there was this huge storm and he was asleep and the disciples were all freaked out and they were mm-hmm. afraid and they wake him up and then he wakes up and he goes, peace be still that he says to the sea with an exclamation point. And I was asking pastors about it, and they said, oh, yeah, in the Greek, it's almost the modern day shut up. <laughs> Quiet. And, yeah, like the kids on the road trip, like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Hush. You know, yes. And Oh, how funny. And I, and I just thought about all the, you know, our stormy thoughts and all the, you know, and the storm that you were going through and how yes. you be still. Be still. Just stop with the thoughts and just be calm. I love that. And your voice is so calming, too, by the way. Oh. It is so calming. And it it gives that. It does. It just gives an overwhelming amount of peace. And what's great, too, is just, like you said, the ministry of presence and the ministry of silence and just being present. When you're talking, you can feel that it's like two or more are gathered, you know, and we are, even though I've never met you and your listeners, they are, we are still in commune together where we are inviting the Holy Spirit. And that is something very beautiful. I'm grateful for technology in that aspect. You know, it can be used for good. And this is an example of where it can be used for good, especially those who might feel alone or isolated in their situation you know, listening, your recording made me feel as if I'm kind of entering into prayer with somebody with me. 
which Mm -hmm. was really nice. Jackie, I just appreciate what you're doing. And I believe so much in your message, not just because of how it's helping me, but also because I feel like this is this needs to be talked about more within our Christian community about overstimulation and celebrating the Sabbath and taking time to rest and taking time to clear your thoughts and listen to the Lord, not just talk at Him, but also we get a lot of commentary. There are people that we look to in in our faith that are, you know, well-known authors or pastors, and we're getting lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of commentary. What I like about it is that you provided not only just a simple scripture, but say telling people that they can use their simple scripture, but also giving them just a place where you let the Lord lead and not necessarily all of your thoughts and your opinions about it, you know, being kind of thrust on me, but really just let the Lord lead you and what your scripture is, which I also appreciate. You don't find that very often. Well, thank you. I appreciate that because really what I want to do more than anything through my emails and really anything that I've written or created, it's I really want people to take ownership for themselves. I mean, it's like the Bible and the living word, right? I mean, applying it to our lives. And I think so many people are just feed me, feed me, feed me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they like so many scriptures taken out of context, or I call it, you know, we live in a world of sound bites. Mm -hmm. I go to a website and I, and I hate myself when I do this and it'll have a headline, uh, a real juicy headline on an ad and the clickbait and you fall for it. Ooh, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. I'll go. Yes. Horrible, nothing what you were anticipating or um, or people are so quick to judge on mm-hmm. um, just news stories or the tabloids and everything you see. And it's all these sound bites. And I'm, unfortunately, I feel like scripture has been that way, too, because something insane, like 82 percent of people never or read the Bible once a year or don't like don't read it. Um mm-hmm. And just really spending that time. So thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I enjoy your emails too. So make sure you click on and get subscribed (laughs) to her emails. It's so funny when I get the last couple of weeks when I've gotten them, I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's like, it was really nice. I, I really do have enjoyed your weekly emails. They can subscribe too. I'll make sure we put that information as well. I do have a funny thing that I want to I ask everyone. Uh, do you follow any of like the personality tests like Enneagram or DISC or Myers-Briggs? Have you ever done any of those types of things to the self-discovery? All of the above. All of them? Okay, so tell us. What, is, what do you want to share? <laughs> well, I was really, um, in, I was intrigued with the Enneagram because I, when I was at Clear Channel Radio, we did a whole Strength Finders thing, which is the Gallops. There's 34 strengths, and you gravitate towards your top five strengths. That was more business related and everything. So I knew the Enneagram was uh, spiritual based. Mm-hmm. I I was really super thinking. I was going to have some really heartfelt, compassionate number, mm-hmm. and I ended up being a 
And they they say if your enneagram is not what you expected, then it's probably right on. So I'm like in my head. So sixes are in their heads. (laughs) I am a six. (laughs) You are a six. I am a six. Yay for sixes. No. <laughs> well, we do get things done. So we um, do. But my husband is a nine, thank goodness. So he's oh. my um, other wing. So he's my piece, you know, who's who's always there telling me everything's going to be okay and nurturing me and making me pe- be peaceful when I'm having any. That's so interesting. My husband is a one with a wing nine. Well, it's funny, we're kind of talking more about his wings and how he is also kind of a helper. It's just interesting how God puts, you know, different personalities together. But yes, so yay, a fellow six, very awesome. What about on hard days? Do you have something that you talk a little bit of your testimony of overcoming a trauma yourself you know what was it that you go back to that helps you is it a scripture is it a quote is it a practice I mean besides the meditation is there something that you enjoy that really kind of helps you on hard days and get through the hard times journaling Mm. I have been keeping journals since I was a teenager Uh, I, I have volumes and volumes of journals that is so interesting can I tell you a secret the people that I have interviewed, and I'm not, almost all of us have a journaling practice, mm. myself included. I got away from it for a while. I used to journal my prayers a lot. Mm. And then there was a time of business where I stopped doing that, and I picked that back up after after my accident as well, journaling, just, mm. you know, things. Oh, that's good. That's the journaling. So you're a natural writer doing what? But God came natural to you and now using it for God's kingdom to help other people. I love that. And you know what was funny? I was I was totally blocked for a long time and writing was painful. And then I realized that it was because writing was pain for me mm. and it wasn't joy for me. So now that I've come through and I've overcome all that stuff, now writing is joyful. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, what about, do you have a favorite scripture? Well, I love, well, I love, of course, Psalm 46, and be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. My other one is Isaiah forty thirty one, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Mm-hmm. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not sing. Oh, I love that one, too. I love that one, too. That's a special scripture for me. I actually said it over and over again when my son was hospitalized years and years ago. I do have a quote, too. Oh, oh, yes, I want to hear the quote. Give us a quote. (laughs) The quote is from C.S. Lewis. Okay. And it's friendship is born at that moment when one person says to the other, what, you two, I thought I was the only one. Uh, okay, that almost made me cry because mm-hmm. it's so fitting for what I'm trying to accomplish with Accidental Hope. The moment I realized, and it absolutely sounds absurd that I would think that there's no other um, caddies out there, which is the acronym for causing accidental death or injury, <laughs> but that you really do think, like, there's no one else who understands this. The moment you realize 
that you are that this world is small and it's not so big and God I love that. Thank you for sharing that quote. I yeah, love C.S. Lewis. That I'll send that to you too. And I know that we've been talking for quite a bit, but I was wondering if I could pray us out with the let it go prayer. Yes, I would love that. I actually wanted to ask you if we could do a a little prayer, but I didn't know if Yes, I would absolutely in, enjoy that and love that. And I think everyone listening would too. So, Okay. Dear God, in this moment, I let go of all thoughts and concerns. When I let go, I am able to receive. When my hands are formed into tight fists, I cannot open my hands to receive anything. When I hang on to tight control, when I close off my heart and my spirit, I cannot receive your blessings for me. I let go to receive your blessings. Letting go in this moment, I receive your loving presence around me and within me. Help me to let go when I'm feeling overwhelmed so that I may receive your peace. Help me to, to let go when I feel fear, so that in fear's place, I may receive love and courage. I let go of problems and challenges in order to receive your guidance and clarity. I let go and trust you. I will not fall, you will catch me. I let go and trust in the still, small voice inside of me. Help me not to struggle, but to surrender my struggle to you. I gladly receive this gift of letting go and letting you lead me and guide me. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. And. You know, it has a very, I didn't get to tell you this, and I'll, I'll probably edit this out, but I have this little Facebook group that I started as a weight loss thing after I had my fourth baby. It's called Confessions of a Mom Who Let Go and Let God. I, it was uh, started, I, got, I guess, probably like 2013, and it was really just an accountability where I invited girlfriends who all kind of wanted to lose some weight or, you know, had issues with sugar or um, things like that. And when I needed a place to blog before I had like a real blog, I was like, this is a place where I just need to let go. And I would just journal. Um, I can send you the link if you're on Facebook. You know, mm -hmm. you're welcome. But you can go through, and I used it as a journaling place. A lot of people were trying to ask me things, and I couldn't just repeat the story. So I would put different prayer requests in there, and it just became a place of impromptu journaling using a little Facebook group. But, yeah, that's such a beautiful thing of just truly letting it go and letting it flow and trusting God with even the painful circumstances. Oh, you have just no idea how much that just spoke to my heart. It just did so much. Well, you've just been delightful. Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to seek hope and share it. Come back next week. Bye.
Happy Music Number 7 brought to you by scottholmesmusic.com.